Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Yo! And uh, we're sober this week, well at least I am and Paul is I'm, for now. I'm na- sober for now. I was going to say Paul is for now. I I have I just asked Scott a, a great question. The soup, which is blue raspberry, or a good old can of tenants? Soup or tenants? Now I buy soup, Ian, because I thought that would be the better option for the show. And, well, Paul looked at me uh, depressed like he knew... Well, what he wanted, but he just hoped I would agree oh. with him. And he's opened the soup. Ah, there we go. You done now? Have a lager, Scott. Don't want lager. I don't oh, like okay. lager. Oh. You know, I drink cider for a reason, Paul. Yeah, I forget. Not a lot of people like lager. No. I like it, but not a lot of people do. Right. What's this? Justice League? I'm wearing a very cool Justice League of America t-shirt. I'm wearing a Prodigy t-shirt. And good for you. We're all and super free. I'm also wearing a t-shirt sleeve and a hair tire because both of my fucking hair tires have snapped this week. God, so it sucked. Could, could life get any worse? No. <laughs> just couldn't. Let's see. How was your week, Paul? You tell. Oh, well, I got, I got some good new DVDs this week. I have five of them. And I'll leave the last one to tell you about because I feel it will be very funny. I got um, Pet which has Dominic Moynihan in it. I I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. Mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be very good. I think it's one of those psychological horror type things. I think so it's going to be good. That's not a new one, but this is one that also has Dominic Moynihan in it. I Sell the Dead. (laughs) Very funny. You know, it's about grave robbers and shit like that, but it's a black comedy type thing. I think I could glean that from the title. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Very good. Um. I would assume a few of our listeners might have heard of May. It's got Jeremy Sisto in it. It's very good. Very good. And a classic, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> who doesn't love that? Yeah, Come on. Yeah. I'll be honest, I watched this film without even knowing who Jane Silent Bob was. So yeah. It would have, would have helped if I'd seen... I have seen other films that they appear in, the other Kevin Smith directed film, but it would have helped if I'd seen one of them first before yeah. I'd seen this. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> but... I got the best of Never Mind the Buzzcocks. Alright. Woohoo! Good show. And the, the best for the last Dino Shark. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be one of those ones that's so shite, it may actually be funny. Dino Shark! I was going to say, I, don't, I can't see a film called Dino Shark going any other way. Yeah. Well, it's got Eric Balfour from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie in it. He's one of those guys that was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was a really good movie. But ever since then, he's been in a lot of B movies, and okay. nothing really that good. Alright. But you know, it's uh, it's going to eat sailors, swimmers, lifeguards, jet skiers, horny tourists, and bikini babes. Yeah. Right. A, gi- a giant dino shark that eats... Promiscuous people and drunks. Can I, can I talk about the Kevin Smith thing for a bit? Yes. Before, yes, before we move on. I, uh, 
I watched the thing. It's on, it was on Netflix. It's one of the years. It's called uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith. If you can get, if it's still on Netflix or if it's oh, anywhere, you should, you should find it. I need to look for it's that. It's a CD. It's like made up of it's a couple bits from three different like Q and As he yeah. did at three different like colleges, and uh, it was just spliced together, and essentially best bits and best questions and also the best anecdotes he tells. Yeah. And one of them he actually brings Jason Mewes on, and they pretend that. He missed his flight and he gets him on the phone and then he comes out. But some before he comes out, someone comes and shouts out asshole at him. And he comes out and he sits there and goes, Who called me an asshole? And Kevin Smith went, That guy over there called you an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. But, uh, yeah he's lost so much weight, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Apparently he's doing a, a new weird film and Jericho's going to appear in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know how like, he was selling Bob and yeah. he was fat and he, <laughs> he smoked and shit and then he had, and then he had that heart attack. But, <laughs> what people said was like a widow maker. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know I mean, like it, it was. Like, oh yes, it's all, everything's good when you have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like what a one in a million chance the guy fucking survived that thing. Yeah. But it it went from being this really fat guy mm -hmm. to like being the sort of guy that get made by two seats on a plane kind of guy mm -hmm. to being like a bit as thin as I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he was on a two-part episode of Jericho's podcast a couple of years ago. And he said he, they talked about how he was taking a walk with his wife up the driveway, and uh, then he forgot because he forgot Jericho was coming that day, and he seen Jericho, and he said he was so happy to see him because he went and that meant he didn't have to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things about Ken Smith from that thing I want to talk about. First one, he talks about he was wasn't going to play Silent Bob originally. He was in Clerks. He was going to play the main character. He said, but then I realized I couldn't act, <laughs> so he decided just to play the uh, Silent Bob character because it will also allow him to. Help uh, Jason Muse, who was a bit nervous and was like, like kind of inexperienced. Yeah. He talks about how Muse got better at remembering dialogue as as it went on. As, as the films went on, to a point where I got to like Dogma and Jason Amy, where he didn't need the script, he came in the date and he knew it. <laughs> but, uh, and then he said the guy who he had who was originally going to play Sam Bob ended up appearing in Clerks as the guy when uh, the guy says, You know, my girlfriend sucked X about a dick, so he went in a row. <laughs> that guy was the guy who went to play Silent Bob. I've never seen Clerks. Yeah. Well, there's a guy who ran. There's a guy who appears randomly, and yeah. and he was meant to play. I've but, seen I've seen Mallrats. I've seen uh, Dogma, <laughs> and I've seen Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. I've seen Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and Jane. I've been part of Clerks too, which is not as good because like ten years later. I hear that. I yeah. hear it's not so good. It'd be like, it'd be like the Fraser reboot that is rumored. Oh, please let's not talk about that. Yeah. But no, I do you know who one of my favourite set like sort of I wouldn't really call it well, kinda like a secondary character in Mulrats was. Yeah. Ethan Supley. Uh, no, you know you know the guy who couldn't see the sailboat? Oh I Yeah. I've, like, he I've heard of that I've yeah, yeah, got my sandwich, I got a soda, I'm gonna see that sailboat. And then the bit when the little kid walks up to him and is like, Oh look, it's a schooner. It's not a schooner, idiot, it's a sailboat. Schooner is a sailboat, idiot. You know what? There is no Easter Bunny. <laughs> Over where? What does the guy in a suit? Yeah. I do know Stan Lee appears in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I was watching, I think it was ten, top 10 best Stan Lee cameras, and it was all like East films and appears in Marvel movies, and then that appeared out in number nine, and I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. And Jason Lee's reaction. Holy shit, Stan Lee! Yeah. Anyway, the story I was wanting to tell. You heard the story of Superman Lives. The Nicolas Cage led film. Yeah, yeah, I and know. I've seen, like, seen someone posted a picture of Nicolas Cage in Superman gear on yeah. Facebook all day. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was originally 
the original draft of the film that went around before Tim Burton came and took over was written by Kevin Smith and he was asked about it yeah. and he tells the story about being brought in by Warner Brothers after at the time Chasing Amy strip was going around like, and they want they were offering him rewrite work. One of them was Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. That would have been cool. And he went and his response is just didn't we say everything we needed with the first Beetlejuice? Must we go tropical? <laughs> and one of them was Superman and uh, he wanted to see it and he essentially told the guy, the exec war executive, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and so he told him everything that was wrong with it. And he left and he was brought back the next day, told another guy, he was asked to tell another guy, tell him what you tell me. And he told him, and then that was happened more and more until there were more people every time. Mm. He told one of these pals, bang with it, I just told Warner Brothers that their Superman script slipped. <laughs> and he spread these pals and went, well, why didn't you just offer a right one for them? <laughs> and then they offer, they offer, they do offer them, they do it, and uh, they get, he says he has to go meet with like, this guy who's producing it, John something, I cannot remember his name. Yeah, John something. John something. <laughs> John somebody. But aye, he was asked to do it, and apparently the guy, he produced certain films, he, he said he produced some Barbara Streisand film, he said because he broke into business as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, <laughs> and now he's somehow a producer, and he goes, because in Hollywood you feel upwards. Oh, you feel upwards. <laughs> right. Anyway, same thing, he said to Susan Smith, apparently he went, me and you, we understand Superman. We're going to make this right. You know why? Because we're from the streets. <laughs> Never mind, this guy is also apparently white. And Kevin Smith went, I grew up in suburban New Jersey. I grew up on a street. I don't think I saw my first black man until I was in my 20s. <laughs> he said, I want three things from this. You guys said he wanted three things from the Superman film. Sorry, are those new? Yes, these are new shoes. Very nice. Thank you, I, I got Very these. Very nice. got these shoes from, a, these are white Puma trainers for these people who don't not. know. These are not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm trying to remember where I was, yeah, but the, st- the story was, uh, he said he wanted three things, he said he didn't want to see him fly, which is stupid. Yeah. He said he didn't want to see him in the suit, because his words were quite, it was too faggy, <laughs> and and Kim goes, oh, not a lot of fags on the street, I guess. <laughs> And he says he had to. He has to fight a giant spider in the third act. Apparently, he was very insistent on that so one. Don't fly. Don't wear a suit and fight a giant spider, fucker. That's yes. It. Yeah. That's where he went. And then the one over there just phone him, and uh, he said he really liked you. He wants to work with you. And then they put there's a pause, and they say, "Did he mention the spider?" He went, "Yeah." Did he mention the spider to you? He goes every day with the fucking spider. <laughs> And then he, he writes an outline and he get, he misconstrues what an outline is meant to be so he just writes shitloads of dialogue that he wants in it yeah. and it's like 40 pages and they say like an outline's like 4 pages tops <laughs> and they, well you guys give that to John he goes no you have to go read it to him <laughs> like, what? he accepts the outline read to him by the writer he goes I don't know want me to tuck him in the two <laughs> so he goes to his big house again and he said, how the, he said how the house looked like Wayne Manor and he purposely made it look like that because he's a, yeah. he yet, yet somehow wants the man not to be in his suit and fly but you know and he said he lies on the couch and he's like trying to visualise it like he's got a screen in front of him like go tell him and he starts reading the script and he mentions Kal-El which is Superman's script on name and he goes who the fuck's Kal-El? Kal-El is Superman? Why are you calling him that? This Krypton name? Krypton is planet you know oh yeah explosion shit <laughs> like maybe he's there and wonder if he does know Superman yeah and then eventually the film doesn't get me because uh, Tim Burton and apparently Tim Burton and Nicholas Cage signed on based on his draft. Yeah. But then eventually Tim Burton wants to go with his own writing people that he's worked with, so things like Kevin's out. Then <laughs> that's the film it is. <coughs> and then, have you ever seen the movie Wild Wild West? Yes, I have. It's shit. You know that thing with the mechanical <laughs> spider? Yeah. Apparently that John guy produced that movie. Yeah. 
No, so, I've, so, I've so, Kevin, so Kevin went to go to see that movie and knows that that guy's produced it and suddenly sees the spiral, like, holy shit. Yeah. And then he mentions the film, name of the film. He said, I went to see a film that he produced called Wild Wild West. And you can t- there's a pause and you can see the people in the audience suddenly put two together. Giant spider and this guy and remember what happened in the movie. Like, yeah. oh. You can cut to some people as their moment of realisation, like, Oh, no, light bulb I, goes off above their head. I've seen Wild Wild West. I watched it once. It was shit. I tried it again. It was still shit. And then I never tried it again. I don't think I even tried it once. Yeah, it's, you're not missing anything. It sucks. Do you know, honestly, and if, if anyone thinks I sound strange today, I have a very sore throat. <laughs> coughing up phlegm. And do you know what's annoying me most? <laughs> I can't even taste this. Oh, man. It's supposed to be blue raspberry. It doesn't taste like blue raspberry. It tastes like... What, is blue, what exactly is blue raspberry? Do you know I don't know, but I remember I never, it being you, an ice cream flavour. Have you ever seen a blue raspberry? I have not. Have if you? you? See, if you see, no, if you see a black raspberry that is blue, it's probably... It's cold. I was going to say, it's probably... Eating it is probably the last thing that should be on your mind. I don't know, because if you actually seen a blue raspberry, you might go, if I eat this, I wonder what it will do to my mind. <laughs> Morbid fascination, like yeah. you, look, you look at it, a blue raspberry. You don't, I wouldn't immediately see a raspberry thinking, I need a, I need to have that in a drink, I or would. my ice cream. I would, it would, it would fascinate you a blue raspberry because it is not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the very reason why you should indulge in it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Tim Burton and Kevin Smith, and another story. For this, you should really watch this thing because I'm not I'm probably not doing this, the stories as well just as they should be told, but. He talks about now the god-awful Planet of the Apes movie that Tim Burton was involved in, the Mark Wahlberg one. The other one that had Chris Christopherson in it. I have no idea. Whistler from Blade. I'm pretty sure he was in it. No. Uh, he, uh, he was talking to a... <coughs> Jason talked about how he was talking to a pal who writes for the New York Times about uh, uh, about how bad it was and he joked, and gave him a joke about the similarities between a comic book he had written yeah. years ago and the end of... Uh, uh, uh. Planet of the Apes, yeah. and he joked about how, oh, I should probably sue him, eh, and laugh, laugh at night, but then the guy t- takes his words seriously and puts it in an article, <laughs> saying that he's with his angry at Tim Burton, and he gets a quote for Tim Burton, saying, uh, anybody who knows me knows I would never read a comic book, especially not one written by Kevin Smith. Ooh. And, uh, it talks about, joked about how he said he never read a comic book, and went, well, that explains your fucking Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, bitch. Yeah. You know, Kevin has written quite a few good comments. Like, I read a, a 10 part series he wrote about the Green Arrow called Quiver, which is about the original of Queen Green Arrow coming back to life and being resurrected and mm-hmm. hunting down a serial killer. Quite good. Yeah. Anything else in your week? Sorry that I took it over with that oh, Kevin no, Smith chat, but Kevin Smith is a genuinely quite funny guy. That so. was quite fascinating. I liked that. <laughs> but no, um, nothing really. I got my DVDs <laughs> and. um. I got a sore throat. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those fun ones, you know, like when you you go to bed, you wake up and you're ill. Yeah, one of those fun ones. But, um, oh, I got a two K sixteen. I got WWE two K sixteen and one two K seventeen on eBay for one simple reason: mm. it has Psycho Sid in it. Huh. And I I am most happy about that because I always liked Sid. But the one thing that I am curious about, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe this exists, you can maybe help me on this. Why the hell is there not a classic version of Gold Dust in any of the fucking games? No idea. Why? 
They always bring them out in that faggy fucking leather jacket or no jacket. Where is the robe? Where is the wig? Yeah. Where is the weird, is he, is he not androgyny of the man? I don't know. Yeah, they bring out three versions of Triple H. Yeah, and they bring out fucking how many versions of that fucking never give up C-Nation wank? I mean, in 2K, you get why there's so many versions of Austin because the story mode or, or, or feature mode or whatever you call it is Dave Courier Stone Cold. Yeah, like, would it really kill them to make a proper version of fucking Gold Dust? I don't know. You know? I'd love to see that version of Gold Dust in the game. You know, like coming down to the ring with the robe and shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe even get Marlena in the game as a manager. Well, well why don't you. You can edit cut attires and shit like that. Why don't you edit the attire and make it look like the classic. I suppose I could. Also, you wouldn't be able to add Marlene. That option, that option probably wouldn't be there. But, you I'm, know, close enough. You I'm know. Super, I suppose I could add, add some... You make some generic, generic female female, female, female wrestling have her managed gold dust. Yeah. I mean, if we can put fucking Savio Vega in the game. We can they, put they, classic They put Savio fucking in. Vega in the game. Who was crying out for Savio Vega? Probably the same person that's crying out for a million different versions of one guy. I mean, Seriously, who the fuck is at home thinking when the hell are they going to face the game with Savio Vacan? <laughs> Honestly. Well, probably the same person like myself is sitting going, where's Psycho Sid? You know, there's always one person sitting there going, we're bringing out classic versions and DLC content, where is this cunt? Mm. Remember Tomaso Champa, who was kind of left out of this year's game, and he responded in character on Twitter saying, why would I be in this game? I don't lose in real life, why would I lose in a fantasy world? <laughs> There's one for you. If out of all the classic wrestling characters that has been over the decades and whatnot, is there one who has not yet been in a game that you would like to see? I mean, fuck, we can we put Greg Valentine in a fucking game. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm surprised Crash Holly hasn't been in a game. Has, uh, he, not, has, yeah. has he been in a game? No, well, he's uh, been cause, in cause games always, when he was still there. Yeah, because well, it about sense like because they always include like download like old titles like the hardcore title yeah. in game so like how would you not want to include the hardcore title and not want Crash to be downloaded and then have Crash win the hardcore title oh, what about the headbangers yeah. or the Godwins even mm-hmm. three time tag champs yeah but even then you probably wouldn't get their old music though because you could download it though and put it on the game yourself maybe, maybe. no but you could get the Godwins you could get like you know there's so many teams or single wrestlers you could put on like, we could, we could, you know how we, we always do the showcase? Mm-hmm. We could do the faction warfare and get the factions in the game. You know, the DOA, mm-hmm. the Nation. Truth Commission. Remember the Truth Commission? I tried to forget the Truth Commission, yeah, to be but, honest. But you remember the one guy who was relevant out of the Truth Commission? Kurgan. I thought you were going to say Don Callis, given that... No, I was going to say Kurgan. Because mm-hmm. Don Callis was the jackal. The jackal, yeah. yeah. Maybe. He was the one who ideally annihilated it in Survivor Series. And now, and now he's helping save Impact and is commentating on New Japan. Yeah. But yeah, I talk about my week. I let's see, there were a lot of ups and downs of my week. Yeah. I started uh, university, and that girl. Uh, I won't go into any details of it because I don't feel it's my place to, and I don't want to depress anybody. But uh, I personally. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a personal issue. That happened family wise on the Sunday before May start, so I just say that's been on my mind a lot, and that so poor timing. But then again, you can't really blame timing on but these things because that's why he comes up here to do a podcast for me to cheer him the fuck up. Yeah, 
See, I helped. Yes? Yeah, sure, you did. I tried. <laughs> God knows I tried. And I, I had to miss one of my first days of uni on the Thursday I was meant to go because the fucking trains are cancelled. Let's all cheer you up. Listen, I was on a Facebook page today, right? And some loser, right? And if anyone on that listens to us is religious, well, tough. <laughs> but there was some loser posting one of these things like, oh, say amen, say amen, I'll bless you. <laughs> right? And all these fuckers are going, amen, 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 right? And I go, I went on and decided to comment. I went, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that. But along <laughs> with it, I posted a picture of a happy, smiling Jesus going. Is that the one for dogma? No, you know the one where he was holding a bong. Oh, that one, I don't you know. I thought, just I thought you were talking Jesus. about the buddy, the buddy Christ from Dogma. Oh, no, it's just, a, just Jesus standing there with a gate of bro look on his face. He's like, hey, he's got a bong in his hand. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Right. freaks. Oh, I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a bit about my near breakdown in Central Station. Yeah. I got I got to Central Station for, nine, for five to nine. Because my train was maybe at nine, it would get me air for ten to ten. My course starts at ten, and you I got saying three trains were destroyed. <laughs> there, I I spent fifteen pounds on a return ticket. Because yeah, I went upstairs, seen two train. The next two trains to air were cancelled, and then an announcement came over to overhead lining problems or some shit like that, and I was thinking I didn't know what to do. And some guy went up to the thing about getting a review from the guy said, Oh, if you get on that train and get off Paisley, there's a return bus. Yeah. There's a bus there and that'll get you there. So I went I went through the barrier, got on the train. Before the train could leave, my mum and four men were talking about like, she said, is the train put on, the bus put on by them, do you have to pay for it? Because at the time I didn't have any money. Well, then I know that later that day, but my student loan came through. But at the time, I didn't think Yay. I had it. Yeah, so I'm, I have some money. I may or may not have played Shane McMahon's theme song when I heard the news. Here comes the money. <laughs> but uh, at the time, at the time, I didn't think I had any that much money, and I'd already spent fifteen pounds of the lot of money I had on a return blast and ticket. Did you do Shane's little dollar dollar dance? Maybe it was the, pri- <laughs> it's the privacy of my own home. I'm allowed to. <laughs> but the point is, I went go back to the guy and see if the things put on by them. But uh, to get back through, I had to put the second part of my ticket through the thing, yeah. and I couldn't get it back, obviously. And uh, I said, no, fuck it, I'm just going to get the refund off. Mum emailed them or phoned them and let them know the circumstances. Yeah. And they were quite understanding. Left a message from a lecturer. And so I went back through, I told the guy, can I just get a refund? But then because he said I didn't have the other part of my ticket, I couldn't oh. give me the full refund. So the only option was to go back to where I was, that barrier, tell the woman, by the way, my thing in there, I need it back. I had to make sure I got the right one, which I did. Because a lot of people put tickets through there, otherwise that woman would have gone through a lot of yeah, tickets. Yeah. Luckily they found it quite quickly, because that woman gave me a look when I asked to get the ticket back. Gave me a look to say, like... She gave me a very negative look. She looked like I just shat all over the floor, like... You're making me do even more work than I already have to. Like you just spat in her pocket or something. Yeah, like... I just came, came in, like, she's already got enough work in here. Here, do all this. Like you'd offer a dino shark as a birthday present. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, eventually I got it. I got my full refund, thankfully. And I just went home and... Well, I, just say I cheered up and I realised I had money. Yes. Yeah. I would do that too. Are you yeah. giving me some? No. Oh, I'm not going to cheer up then. Fuck you. But on the bright side, what we cheer you up is we've got the editing software back, which if you listen to last week's show, you'll know all about. 
and we finally got music again, which at the start so at the start of the last week's show Paul and I played Saliva always and to play us out I played King of My World. Because I thought it would be it would be fitting enough. It was appropriate for yes. this podcast. Yes, it was very appropriate. We were so drunk. Yes. Well, I was so much more drunk than you. Yes, it was only the next day more as it as the Saturday afterwards went on, the more I remembered shit and the more I regretted ever putting that show out. <laughs> That's when you know it was a good show. Yeah. Did you get any Twitter comments for it? Well, not really, but no. I'm pretty sure more people will eventually get around to it and they'll see like, oh, good Lord, what are these guys doing? <laughs> but uh, Also this week, I was on East Loop to play Retreat. There are two about Brock Lesnar. I've seen a Facebook picture posting. I've seen you all in the little studio. Thank you. Yeah. Look, everyone has a beard there, apart from you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of my inability to go proper facial hair. Does that bother you? Partly. Why? I don't know. You would you would look so strange with a beard. You would Thanks. look you would look like Tim Allen's friend on Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the yeah. weirdest comparison I've ever been given, but okay, thanks. Look him up, you see what I know who I know who you're talking about, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you remember that show Last Man Standing where he's got three daughters and yet in Home Improvement he's got three sons and the guy who played his partner in Home Improvement appeared on it and he went, say hi to the wife and the boys. Daughters. Oh, could have sworn you had three sons. Is that <laughs> thing still on the on the TV? I think so. Oh good, because I liked him out. Yeah. But, so then they kept making references to it and the, the guy who played his middle child appeared one time and he also uh, Tim Allen's character likes him and he leaves his tons of his that boy was raised right. <laughs> Isn't he the one that was a child star? I think so. Yeah, to be a bit yeah. of a dickhead. Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah, uh, needed a little slap in the head. Fucker. Yeah. Not have hit him with my shoe. Yeah, it was Alan uh, who took the photo. Usually, Kwaku or EP takes the photo, but Alan had to take the photo because apparently he's been off work the last few days, and obviously it was genuinely no well. But he felt he thought if if he somebody works away sees him on Twitter and. The photo, they think he's not well enough to work, but he's well enough to do that. So he just took the photo instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. No, I see. I seen. I seen you. You. Were, I was like beard, beard, beard. No beard. <laughs> yeah. This man contains. Well, Nathan. No beard. Well, David didn't have a beard. I know, but I only. I looked at the picture, and there was a man in the corner in the dark, <laughs> and there was a two beard, <laughs> and then there was you. And the man in the corner there. Is that any way to talk about Quacker? Well, I didn't. I'd hardly seen him. He was sitting in the dark. The two on that side were in the. So the light was coming through the window, oh. and you were sitting like closer to the camera, uh-huh. and he was sitting in the corner behind you. So he was kind, of, and he was leaning back like that <laughs> also. So you could hardly bloody see him. He was. It was like he was hiding from the bloody camera. Uh. That was all. Yeah, uh, he was. He was taking a. He was taking a camera pose like I usually do. Like, yeah, I'm not in this one. Did you manage to watch Helena Cell in the end? I didn't. No. I got. But I got. You, but you have I, seen the images of the new cell. I have not. I'll tell you what annoyed me though. I actually tried this week. Mm-hmm. I tried to restart my network connection, mm-hmm. and I went through all the nonsense. Right, I had the money in my account, mm-hmm. and I went to PayPal and all that jazz, and I couldn't complete my my setup again, and I was most confused. I couldn't think why that would be. So yeah, because we also got the 
Fraser thing to do, and we've got uh, our, ta- our time is limited. So I I'm did hear though our time is limited. So whatever I talk about, Helen still will be, try and be quicker than usual. Well, I did hear. I did hear that it is starting to become more like my type of WWE event now. I heard that the match between Hardy and Orton particularly oh, was uh, viciously brutal. Yeah, and also the new cell is uh, the cell has been changed. It's still the same cell, yeah. but it's now red, the silver. And I actually like it. And people yeah. find out rightly on Twitter. People will complain about this. Yet look back fondly on the blue steel cage. Yeah. Hmm. Why but, complain? Yeah. Still, imagine more what colour it is. If you got thrown in the cell and had your face thrown against it, it still hurts. Yeah. And more to the point, I heard. See when I heard that uh, Jeff Hardy fucking laid into Randy Orton with the <laughs> studded end of a weight belt. Oh, I see the blood. And his back and his leg were. Uh, something, something sticking at his leg. I think it might have been a splinter from like, a table or something. Yeah, I don't but know like, what it was. they really went for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and... Was that the bloodiest contest in the whole pay-per-view? Well, I think it was the more, one of the more brutal contests yeah. in the pay-per-view. But, uh, is yeah, Jeff okay? I have no idea. I don't know if this is KV or real. Because apparently he said when he was in, even when he was in TNA, when he, if he came by WWE, one of the things he has to do before he retires is hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, you knew he wasn't going to like do a thing off the sale because they had another sale to go to, so if they're going to do a spot or somebody goes up, yeah. they'll save it for the end. But yeah, apparently the reason for the sale changes because everybody's been talking about the 20 years since uh, the Foley Hill and Sale, and yeah. McMahon suddenly realised how old the sale is and is trying to like, make it seem slightly fresh again. Yeah. So that's why he wanted to change. Like, There's a similar reason why. After me, I thought he stopped the Roman numerals because he thought that made WrestleMania sound old. Do you know what Which I is also have... probably why they start calling it the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, yeah. what I would have done with the cell wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for the changing the colour. Yeah. I would have done it in chrome. Mm. But imagine though, you if know? somebody gets like busted open and there's blood running in their face and they're throwing against the red cell, how much a good visual that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But if it's a chrome cell, yeah. you'll actually see the blood trickle down that cell. You know, yeah. it would be quite visceral. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it would be dangerous, Shark Visceral. Stop it. <laughs> oh, one of the more brutal thoughts you've known, you've heard, the, you've seen the spot with Randy grabbing at the earlobes of. I heard when he went and put the a screw screwdriver. I legit thought Jeff's ear was going to come off. Oh. oh, let me let me ask you this. We've had a debate in the SSR camp about this. Now, the whole thing was, would Jeff Hardy jump off the cell? Some people said yes. Some people said no. Yeah. And they were trying to say. Now, the whole finish was he laid him in, instead of climbing the ladder like he usually would. He grabbed. He, 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 Grabbed onto the top of the cell, started swinging himself, yeah. and I say he swung, he swung, let go, and fell. But whereas other people who say he jumped, yeah, said, he said, said it said that he jumped. He whereas I say, why well, say he fell? He let go and fell yeah. to jump. Actually, requires some effort with your legs to jump, but he he either, he either fell or threw uh, himself. Like it's like Toy Story. He was swinging. Uh, like, so he... uh, like Toy Story. He didn't fly. He was falling with style. <laughs> That yeah. wasn't flying. That was falling with style. Yeah. And he also looked like mostly part of his face might have. He may have his face may have hit the table as he went through. I can do a good Buzz Lightyear with this sore throat. That <laughs> yeah. wasn't flying. That was falling oh, with style. Yeah, so it almost looked like his face went through the table. So he was just laid out, and the referees. Well, we were booing this, but the referee started saying like, "You calling it back," and they started to read the cell. But even as the cell was going up, Randy shoves by the ref, pins him, and the ref starts certain. Uh, Randy goes, bullshit, do your job. Yeah. Do count the... And eventually forces the ref to count the pin. 
talking a lot, I heard they finished the AJ uh, Samoa Joe match was controversial as yes. fuck. Yes. Do you know me giving that Samoa Joe should have won that. Aye, the whole AJ rolled through the Kikina clutch, but uh, claim, apparently tapped out at the three. Yeah. Which is going to add no DQ. Like, there must be a winner match oh, for showdown. So. Well, yeah, they've already announced it. Yeah. Much like Lane, the WrestleMania 12, there must be a winner. Yeah. But. <laughs> You lost your title, Brett. No. Uh, also, the uh, the Becky Charlotte match was very good. Where Becky yeah. looks quite viciously, constantly, heard, constantly going after the arm. I did hear that the eventual finish was kind of. Well, I think it was good because it kind of came yeah. out nowhere. Where she kind of rolled her, rolled through a spear and any a, a roll version of a roll up. Yeah. Because it kind of good out, came out of nowhere, and. Uh, like afterwards, Charlotte tries to be the bigger person, even though they're different. Yeah, they're different she, I loved that. Like, you and didn't even take went, my moment, bitch. Fuck and you. And just, just walked away. I loved that, because see if she'd have fucking shook her hand after it, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, good God, the same old shite. Mm-hmm. But the very fact that she went, nah, bitch, mm-hmm. I won, fuck you. Oh, the uh, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler versus Ambrose and Rollins match was phenomenal as well. Yeah. And the, that finish as well, there's, I think some really good finishes and there's some... Questionable, but some really good. Where Seth had, uh, as we said, had Dolph up, yeah. and as Dolph, Dolph, uh, Dolph runs back around, hits a claymore, and bank, and uh, Rollins goes down, and Diggler falls on top of him, and yeah. that gets the three. How how much time between the pay per view being on and it being released on a DVD is there usually? I have no idea. But usually the fucking DVDs tend to tend to fucking spoil the results nowadays because they always have. I know it's super... always on the back, but yeah. when again, most people know the result by the time they buy the fucking DVD. I know, but maybe some people didn't get a chance to watch. Maybe it's an old pay per view; they didn't get a chance to watch it at the time. Well, true, true. But I mean, I might, I might. Um, like from... the worst one is like the Mercy Me Thirty Two cover has Charlotte on the front with the Divas title, yeah. but on the back with the women's title. I must say, well, I I definitely think uh, Hell in a Cell is one I'll add to my collection. It sounds like uh, Strowman good. And, Strowman and uh, Reigns was quite good. The whole thing with Roll with Ziggler and trying to get involved and then being chased around still by uh, Ambrose and Rollins, and then all four of them fighting on top of the cell. Yeah. And then Ziggler trying to kind of do Rollins chasing them. They both. And each other off the cell until they both fall back in the separate announce tables. I'm very annoyed that Mr. Lesnar went and appeared again. Yeah. Although it was quite cool when he kicked the cell in. Yeah, Did but I... kicked the cell in and wee fat boy comes in and pepples fucking uh, Mick Foley. <laughs> it's like the guy said, Bernstein, oh, you peppled me. <laughs> well, you were ignoring me. You try it then, you big brown moustache bastard. Yeah, big brown moustache bastard, you. And then announced another Saudi Arabia show on November 2nd yeah. called Crown Jewel, which will feature a triple threat match, Braun versus Brock versus Roman. And I believe that will be Brock for at least a good while. You think Brock will win it again? No, I think he'll be, that'll be Brock for a while, and then he'll lose. Oh. Like, because he's got the UFC. I think they also will be able to fight in the UFC's January, so he'll have at least one year. Who do you think will finally make the fucking sensible move and put the belt on Braun. No idea. Because they really should. Mm. You know what I mean? He's already made that faction with Dolph and Drew. Mm. They're the tag champs. I have no idea. You know, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense to have him have the title. You know, the placement of when the, the, uh, the placement of the first women's review, which I believe is the 28th, and the fact that the another Stadio show is the second, yeah. is a bit, uh, a bit too coincidental for me. 
given that the whole controversy was that women couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, that yeah, was believed yeah, yeah. as to why they were doing the women's pay-per-view in the first place, to make up for the fact that... Yeah, we're sorry you can't go to that country. We'll do your pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, you stay here in New York. Why, where are you all going? Oh, we're going back over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Bye. <laughs> yeah. We could do we could do another greatest Royal Rumble and have Titus fall over again. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I'm trying to think. What was there other matches on the card? I'm trying to think. Where was the where was oh, the... Rousey Bliss again? And now who I talked about how it made sense it was a squash kind yeah. of at SummerSlam. Yeah, it made even more sense when you watched it here. Yeah, My I heard. God, it was a train wreck. What the hell was the deal with having the SmackDown tag titles on the pre-show though? I don't know, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they just didn't want to add another, couldn't be arse adding another match, and you thought, in their eyes, what was the lowest? Because this doesn't have as much build, essentially. Rooster Day won one match to fight Royals of another match, and now they're not working down. It so, makes as much sense as putting the belts back on the fucking New Day. I'm just saying, like, I think it's because the lack of story, they, they, their match had the least amount of story out of, of all of them, so they oh, thought really? it wouldn't really matter, because they was won a tag tournament and now they're not working They had no feud, whereas yeah. most of the feuds were kind of personal, like the Becky Charlotte... Wharton Let's face Wharton it, the only reason the New Day have the belts at all is because fucking big stupid bald and ginger got yourself hot again. I think they're different transitional champions because they're, they're defeating the bar at Super Showdown. I really hope the bar win. I hope the bar win as well. I, I think if, it's either going to be the bar or Sanity that take I the mean, belts. The bar! Because <laughs> I really hope they, do, they get another big win soon because obviously the whole thing over the last year of whether or not Sheamus has got long legs. I think that's why we haven't seen as much of them recently. Seamus is Irish. Seamus has got a cool mohawk. The man is indestructible. <laughs> he is Seamus. Respect the hawk as he Respect used to Respect the bar, man. I don't think there's any other matches I can mention. Cause I mean, come on. We, we really are one of the coolest teams in the world. We could have the future match and we said the page made an announcement on SmackDown that given, you know, that because the SmackDown, the US title was the only title not represented, they would have the match on SmackDown. Yeah. So Rusev got a shot out and Aguilera, he lost, and then Aiden English turned his, turned on him. And, oh, spoiler, uh, man. Sorry, man. Well, that's what happened. Cool, I got a spoiler cool. for me, so now. But I think, at first I was confused because the whole thing of Aiden English accidentally costing Rusev constantly <laughs> matches, and Lana and that kind of almost forcing him out a little bit. And I, th- I thought it was going to be that Lana gets in Rusev's head and he turns on Ru- in English. But yeah. I think the fact that English... So how did how did it happen? I don't know, I haven't seen it, but oh, I'm, I'm, right. I can only assume that English is like, is going to kind of take credit for the whole Rusev being a dick to him and the fact that it's technically been him singing Rusev Day that's kind of got Rusev back over again. Uh, more of a point, well, I'm most surprised, like, seeing the match that they had to get them the title shot. Aye. Looking, Aiden English... He took a fucking, he took a bro kick mm-hmm. to save yeah. Rusev. He went and pushed Rusev well, maybe, maybe a bro. Maybe he's now feeling all these sacrifices making aren't worth it anymore. And plus, all the people, all the people who are fans of Rusev want Rusev to be a face. So now, techn- now with this betrayal by English, now Rusev is indeed a face technically in this feud. I know, but can I make a point? It's not going to sound as good <laughs> hearing Rusev saying Rusev Day. <laughs> maybe just let the fans do it. Because, like, the Dudleys, when they come out, they wouldn't do it all, get the tables, they would do one, two, three, and the fans would shout, get the tables. Because <laughs> everybody know. knew what you do, they, they, well, they really remembered that spot. Devon! Yeah, that time. Two balls! As well as Elite Nakamura's champion, they really do not have many mid-card faces to fight. Oh, 
That's what I remembered. Brian and Mez, Brian and Bree versus Mez and Reese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese pretty much did a little in the match except for the finish, but I think they realised she's only only five months after giving birth, yeah, yeah, she yeah. can't do much. But she did like there was a bit of a spoilers where she then got the roll up on Bree, and I think that's this is she got the roll up on Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All the match was Brian and Miz did most of the work. That's probably yeah. it was best because given the botch by Bree on Smith. On or off you weeks ago, fucking hell. <coughs> yeah, bloody breeze in here. Sorry. <clears throat> Cigars. But uh, Brian and Miz do have another match at Super Showdown. The winner gets a WWE title opportunity. Ah, cool. I, I believe that this is where it's going to happen for Brian. He's going to get the big win because this is full SummerSlam controversy of them sneaking the win on the cell. Where eventually, Brian, in front of like 100,000 people supposedly in Melbourne. So yeah. this big arena, this big stadium, he finally gets the win over the Miz. He's back on track. He's got the W title too because his whole thing is my comeback hasn't been as good as I wanted to be. But now, not only does he beat Miz, but now he's back in the title picture. And what's what is going to happen if we do like a massive swerve and have mm. Miz get the title opportunity? I think if one of them, I think when whoever wins that, it'll kind of give away who's going to win the title match. Because if like Brian wins, it makes sense for Joe to win. He'll because Joe v Brian would be good. And also, he'll v face. Uh, he'll face. Like, also, but if Miz won. So it would make sense for AJ to retain, even though it's weird, weird, weird to say, but I think it's about time AJ lets it go. Yeah. Apparently, he's, he's like the 11th longest reigning champion in history now. Yeah. He's surpassed JBL's reign as the longest reigning champion in SmackDown history. I've got to be like, <clears throat> as much as I would like to see Daniel Bryan get another title run and, and, yeah. and get himself injured and have to give it up again. That's harsh, man. I'm sorry, but it's happened fucking twice already, right? or two or three times now. I think this will really give us an indication of where he is right now because mm. I think the fact they wouldn't put a title implication in, in this match and mm. if he does win, then he would have won it if they didn't think he was okay. True. But it's just, I'd love, as much as I'd like to see Daniel Bryan get another title winning and injure himself again, and I don't mean I'd like to see the poor fucker injure himself, it just seems to be his habit. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Le Miz mm-hmm. win another world title. Yeah, no. Oh, you know, what I hope is what Miz or Brian wins, like, and he eventually wins the deal. Like, he has a few matches with Joe where Joe sneaks wins, or eventually he finally gets a run about Rumble time and he finally yeah. puts the feud with Joe to bed. And then who wins the Royal Rumble? Miz. The Miz. Yeah. And Brian, like, oh, I can't get away from this bastard. Who wins the Royal Rumble? The- oh, Dallas. <laughs> I heard there were rumours of Andrade seeing almost winning the Rumble because yeah. uh, Vince is quite impressed with him at the minute. Oh, go on. Whether or not... B team, B team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's all I do really need to say about Hell in a Cell. It was a, it was a better, better than most B pay-per-views there have been in the last few months because I think the last few months the best B pay-per-views like it's been the best pay-per-view has been Money in the Bank. This has been... So, I say Hell in a Cell better than Backlash Extreme Rules but not as good as mine in the bank. That's a yeah. firm middle ground for him. Oh, I think okay. it's a I think it's a compliment to the, the show. But when, when will when will when will Bo Dallas see sense and join with his brother again? Who knows? Or when will he start to believe again? Who knows? I don't know, but let's do what I do know. He is he is my on WWE two K sixteen, he is currently my Intercontinental Champion. Yes. And he believes <laughs> I may make him a world champion soon. No, I do know, Paul. I think it's about time we we talked about some Fraser.
we have uh, two episodes to talk about. The first episode, uh, fuck, I forgot the number, but it is t- um, properly titled The Show Where Lilith Comes Back. Ah. Where uh, it opens with Fraser in his booth, as most episodes do, giving advice to a man about his eating problems. Yeah. They advise him to stay on the line and so Ross can refer him to the help he needs. Where when Ross informs him, you have somebody on the line who disagrees. And she says. Hello, Fraser. <laughs> and it is Lilith. And then just the expression on Fraser's face when he realises who it is. I just love and him where he goes, Oh, well, we have someone of a celebrity on the line. What do you mean? Oh, they know you. It's almost Rod's reaction as well. So it, this yeah. is Lilith. And also the, the studio audience, you can hear because like, they laugh. Yeah. Like, the reaction because like, they, they've also seen Cheers. They know Lilith and they hear the voice and they're like, Oh, Lilith's back. <laughs> To, to use a somewhat Fraser style of speaking here, she, in my opinion, and yes, I am gay and all that, but I can appreciate a pretty woman. <laughs> Lilith, in my opinion, was always a very striking woman. I think, yeah, in her own I way. I always thought in her own so. way, yeah. In her own way, she was a very unique it's like It's like Fraser's one I found her attractive. Is it, is it odd to think someone else might too? Well, she was. Yeah, she no, was I know, but I know. But remember when now when he told, tells Marnie that she cheated on him, and he finds it hard to believe and all that. Yeah. Anyway, she lots of it, and she essentially gives a different opinion for it, and so it's, he looks at Rosalind. Do you know what call screening is? Yes, I get to put on the calls I want. <laughs> and eventually, eventually, she brings up that uh, she's free tonight, and Ros says, "Oh, why don't you invite her over for dinner?" And Rosalind goes, "That's a good idea." While you're writing a sign saying you're fired, and then she writes, "I'm, I'm union." <laughs> And then uh, you go cuts to Fraser's apartment where Martin is not happy about her coming over. Yeah. No, she's weird. She's a little odd. No, Maris is a bit odd. She is weird. And then Niles goes, Dave's oh. dead. I didn't know you preferred my wife to Fraser's. <laughs> and then uh, Daphne comes in with a bit of a headache saying she senses a great evil coming or something like that. Some dark presence. Yeah. And Niles, maybe someone rubbed her temples. Niles! And then apparently... Niles has an issue with her because as Maris was reciting her vows at their wedding, yeah, she was she sniggered. giggled at Maris's vows. Yeah. Uh, vows, not vows. I was going to say vows. <laughs> we hate season experiences I, E, and you. Shut up. She's bizarre. <laughs> how would you. How would, Daphne, how would you describe Lilith's behaviour? Is she odd? Is she strange? She's bizarre. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to find a way to insert that she, in every way. Is she, is she related to the Bulldog, perchance? I don't know. She went on a date with Bulldog. Or Pitbull, she calls him. She's bizarre. <laughs> anyway, Lilith goes up and they're all, you can tell how nervous they all are. And, uh, like, fine, I'll be cordial, but I refuse to be warm. <laughs> and, uh, is it doing in the Nile? Uh, she makes a joke about Niles' is <sighs> where Maris is. Uh-huh. You went... Oh, she's visiting her, her she's in Chicago. Really? I thought you were maybe sailing down the river of your love. You might have met it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie jumps up on the couch. She just goes, go away. And he runs away. And he goes, why is he listening to you, not me? He senses I mean business. <laughs> you mean you have a more authoritative voice than I do? I like it. And Mark goes, hell, I took a hat up before I realized she was talking to the dog. <laughs> yeah. There's very few people that can play that role like she can. No, she yeah. is a great actress, that yeah. woman. I can never remember her name, but... You never remember Lilith's name? No. 
Um. Oh, I love how you were doing. I I did. You know what? When you when you know you know it, but you don't know it. Oh shit. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck. That's gonna <laughs> Um. Uh, fuck. Tension is palpable. Anyway, do you know she's in the faculty? That film, the faculty. I did not know that. No. Yeah, she she's in the faculty. Hmm. What the fuck is her name? Anyway, moving on. God damn it, man. Hey, Daphne meets her, and she takes her hand, and she passes it goes to my sugar hand. I was all feeling him, yeah. And then Martin gets all nervous and goes, "Oh, I was fascinated when I heard you'd moved him right here." Really? Baby Newworth. What's her name? What? Lilith's name, Baby Newworth. Alright. That's the woman who plays Lilith. That's her name. Robert Wagner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you still game That's fans. That's her fucking name. There what? you go. My mind is calm now. Continue. So yes, you said she's happy to see Martin Love Me Fraser. I checked the weather forecast to see if hell had indeed frozen over. <laughs> but it's Martin who actually grab the cane. Really? <laughs> And then uh, he cuts to Martin telling a story about a guy he beat up and Lil's asking if he had any repressed sexual feelings when he did it. And he goes, yeah, but I did feel I should put down some of the report. And then Daphne goes to bed and she realises how, yes, how long is she going to be in Seattle? And she goes, till the, the weekend. And he goes, oh, I'll be dead by Saturday night. Yeah, she's not doing well with Lil's mm. presence. No. And then eventually, uh, Fraser eventually admits to as Niles admit where she, he hates Lilith's. Why he's angry at her? Because he's just like, I'll say my goodbyes, goodbye, Fraser. <laughs> so she she apologizes even though she doesn't feel she needs ha- to in the most half-hearted way possible. But Niall's response: Oh, Lilith, this bad blood between us has lasted too long. Next time we're in town, we'll do lunch, just the two of us. Like tons of videos, he doesn't get that kind of validation at home. Then <laughs> uh, Lilith reveals our true reasons for coming to Seattle, which is a letter left to her by Fraser. Which she believes was left the last time he visited. Can I just stop you? No. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, you're talking about the letter. Yeah. Right. And I'll let you. I'll let you explain the letter. But her response is all. It's it's adorable, but it's painful. Yeah, it's hard. So but much. go yeah, on. Yeah, she believes that Fraser left it the month last month when he came to visit Frederick about how much she missed her and how much she wanted. You, and she's. That's why she came because she thinks there's a chance. But then Razor reveals it's actually left. He left a year ago before he, le- he left for Seattle. Yeah. And it must have slipped behind the dresser. He goes, I see the cleaning lady are doing her original bang up job. And mostly, mm-hmm. uh, Lilith is embarrassed, which I think she has every right to be in that yeah, situation. She feels a bit dejected and a yeah. bit silly. Yeah, she opens up and then suddenly realizes the person doesn't feel the same and all that. So she goes to leave. Mm-hmm. And yet she wants to leave with dignity, then catches her bag in the door. But this is so adorable when she's trying. You see the bag uh-huh. lift up from the door and pull and pull and then stop and then ding. <laughs> then he open. He opens the door and doesn't look at her, but she's like, "Thank you." Yeah. And then he cuts to the coffee house, and this is similar to meet you with the tents and the and the soup, and that you already knew the answer, but you just wanted me to agree with you, and that Fraser is asking Niles for help. I, t- I took your advice, did I not? Aye, but you wanted a different thing. You wanted me to agree with you that you should take the tenants. Okay, I'm getting a nice buzz now. My sore throat is still here, but I don't care. Anyway, but, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, who, who is it that she said he took words from in the letter? Oh. The Captain and Tennille. Captain and Tennille, and then he showed the nails. Did Captain Tennille write this? 
Like they own those, those words. They go, they'll say something like, you, you know what you should, you just want me to agree like old people who go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know why I would do without you. Yes, you do. Oh, drop it, Niles. <laughs> then he goes to meet uh, Lilith down and she's like, and she goes, after several hours of deliberation and all the pros and cons, I decided to be playful. <laughs> and they go, they, 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 mm. they're tend to go up, they end up, what do they do? They give in and they end up staying the night together. And then Freezer immediately wakes up with a regret. <laughs> Please don't do that, your child. <laughs> yeah, Freezer immediately wakes up with regrets. At least bump uglies. Please don't. And Freezer uh, is awkward about it, whereas Lilith seems pleased with what happened, and then she opens up, she wants to go for a breath, she goes, this is a mistake, thinking, but Freezer thinks she's talking about the situation, he just... She's talking about right, the eggs. Right, but she, he goes off in this diatribe, saying how it's a mistake, it's stupid for them to think that they could get back together. And then when she he realizes what she meant, he like, you let me finish. And he's scrambling. I I I feel really sorry for her. In yeah. This part because she seems really upset. Yeah. You know. But then I think when they think the more they think about, they realize it's just it's just the situation. She realizes she didn't really want to get back here. It's just the situation she ended up with mainly out of fear of being alone and all yeah. that. Which is natural, you know. Yeah. Mhm. And they, and then. I would hate that. But I'm not. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, but then uh, they're having dinner, they have breakfast together, and we uh, meet a comment where she's the best she's ever had. And I'm sure you'd say the same. And it's just an awkward silence. They got the round toast as well. I already tried. What was the end credit? Uh, the end credit scene is Daphne lying on the couch with a cold, cold uh, compress yeah, on her head. I like an agony, and then it just shows Love's plane taking the taking off. And as soon as it takes off, she suddenly starts to feel better again, yeah, like miraculously. So, what would you, would you do? I rate this episode after we've done the second one, or do you want to do it now? No, I do it now. I'd happily give this one a yes, thumbs up. It's, it's a, a very t- good episode. Yeah, very touching episode. Yeah. Very touch, and you can like love piece our part very well. You can see that Lilith does have that emotional vulnerability to her, mm-hmm. you know. But you can also see on the funny side of things just how clueless Fraser can be mm-hmm. about a situation. So the ones like they would have whenever a Fraser uh Cheers, Kathy. It's the contrast between Fraser's life now and how it used to be. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, like, through the whole show, we see Lilith, and she always does seem to be quite a strong, mm-hmm. but a the, strong, focused woman. But in that instance, yeah, there was. She yeah. seems she lets her show in a little bit of vulnerability, yeah. a little bit of weakness. Yeah. You know? So you, so you would give us a thumbs up. Oh, definitely, it's a great. Episode. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. You have to give it a thumbs up as well. We move on to the next episode, which is called A Midwinter Night's Dream. Oh, is this the one I think it is? Is this a good one, I think it is? If I think it's the one I think it is. <laughs> well, let's see if it's the one you think you think it is. Well, have you not noticed like how many times listeners get to hear this? Like, I start a show sober, and then by the time I get to the end of the show, I'm not so sober. Mm-hmm. Last week, they got you here start a show not sober at all. Oh yeah, I was fucking wasted when we started that one. <laughs> We had to we had to assign the first five seconds of that show to a blooper reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to restart a part of it. We were gone. It was his fault. It was not my... Fuck you. You went and gave me the cider. Yeah. You didn't give me the bourbon or the weed, but you G- gave me the g- cider. Given that... I didn't give you the cider. You had cider of your own. You asked me for cider. I brought that cider for me. You weren't going to drink it all. I might have. You don't know. You I don't know, know me. You know my life. I know. 
<laughs> you don't know me. And the version, just so people know, the version you listen to, I mean, that's the edit, I mean, it's a bit of a train wreck as, as the version that goes out, and that's the editor's version. It's not a train wreck, it's fine. I don't know what else to call it, but it's, it's all over the place, and that's just, the edited version. It's a clusterfuck. That's pretty the same as a train wreck. Mine sounded better. It's just, right, right, it just sounds. On. It's just a nicer way of saying train wreck. Midwinter night's dream. Right, right. It's uh, uh, Fraser and Niles in coffee house, and Niles is ordering what? Is this the episode with the ice fishing? No. Oh, okay. It's not what I thought it was. Uh, uh it's ordering his coffee, and he's in like he's just giving all these things like enough phone to be aesthetically pleasing, but not hint of cinnamon. But not a lot. Of, I'll phone to leave, to leave a moustache, but not to be aesthetically pleasing. Chocolate or cinnamon? Oh, that makes it so complicated. And before Frisian get his order, Daphne comes in and she starts flirting with the guy taking her order. Now you, yeah, you've got the yeah, episode. No, you've got I've the got episode it. now. With Eric Red. Yes, the fucking light bulb has gone off. Yes, bing, and it's broken. <laughs> Anyways, I want a cigarette. We can have one after, shall we? I can't. I only have bloody cigars. Oh, shut up. We'll yeah. go, you can go to the shops later. I, I have no money. No, no, I'll not give you money. I am poor. I'll have to wait until Brian arrives with his tobacco. Anyway, a midwinter night's dream. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, she's that long with the thing, and before Fraser can even get his order, and, and then he leaves, like, oh, nothing for me, thanks. <laughs> then, then, uh, now it's getting all better. She's like, what does she see in him? He has community college written all over him. And this is kind of the first time where Fraser really addresses the whole Niles fascination with. Yeah. Uh, went, is there? Any, he just asked him, "Is there anything going on at home?" And, and Niles tries to defend himself, but then he immediately goes, "What's he doing now?" <laughs> I believe he's begging her beans. Oh, I just bet he is. Right. She's going in for coffee beans. And he's putting them in her bag, and then he comes. But he walks, drives, walks by them. And he said, "She's going to see his bands <laughs> later on, or something like that." Yeah. And she goes, "I already come yeah. up with a name for him." I look Eric the red. And Nails is just... And just Doesn't he just look like a Viking? And I just... He was just furious and... Nails was just furious and then... Fraser tries to give him advice like... Like maybe you're just in a... Like is this a problem with you and Maris? Do you know on, on occasion, right? You know the way Niles gets flustered in that scene? Yeah. It's almost like the way you get flustered when I'm being too drunk for the show. It's almost the same. They are very different. Quite similar. Uh, Nels is out of jail, so mine's is just out of frustration with yeah, you being you, an idiot. Yeah, but you fluster and blah the same way. Not, mostly, not out of you being drunk, it's mostly out of you blowing smoke in my face when you're smoking during the show and also going off. Occasionally there's times where it's good to go off, but times, often or not, when you go off, it's when I know I'm trying to get a point across and I need to repeat that you're point several times. Because you inter- you interrupted me the first time, so I had to respond to you, which had to... One of these days, live out there, I will punch you. <laughs> you just hear a sound and now you hear a doosh. Oh. <laughs> oh! Come on, we've not got much time. Okay, okay, go on. Anyway, we'll go. Uh, Alright, so Fraser saying it's all set, uh, probably problematic of his problems at home with Maris anyway. Yeah. They've gotten a bit of a rut and Fraser says they should space size up. And who does Fraser go to advice for? Somebody who's an expert in the subject. Roz. He goes, I, mean, I want to talk about sex. I saw your world versus him. Her reaction tells him, he goes, how can I help? And she's talking about role playing. He goes, she used to pretend, you know, she and a guy should go, used to go to a bar and pick each other up. One time he got so into a role, he went home with another woman. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, Roz. Oh, hell, she was gorgeous. One more drink and I'd have gone home for... <laughs> yeah, and then she thinks it's for him, and she says about him going as a, a gladiator, and goes, it's actually for Niles. Oh, well, in that case, a gladiola. <laughs> then we cut to someone ringing Frieza's doorbell furiously in the middle of the night, and it's uh, Niles, Niles, dressed as a Viking. Not just a Viking, as a... Dressed as a gay Jack Sparrow. Yes, as a pirate. And then Martin just comes out and goes, I don't, don't want to know. Well, he said he would a letter treasure map for net for Maris so she would come and find him, just like that. No, at the time I was only wearing my eye patch. Oh well, can it still be called an eye patch? Stop. No. <laughs> and the maid instead of the maid found him, and then that Maris popped down, misconstrued the situation, and threw him out. And he goes, they were joining about the maid like running and throwing things and uh, shouting uh, at me. What I'm all imagine it's none. And he goes. Martin goes, oh, just stay in the night, you'll be fine in the morning. Like, these things happen. If I tell you the time I got locked out the house in my underwear, almost every Thanksgiving. Mm. Well, I won't be telling that story this year. Like, <laughs> how can I face the maid? I don't think it's your face, she'll remember. Yeah, I just love the bit where, I love that bit where he's like, oh, is it still an iPad? Like, stop! So, it's it's Frasier and yeah. that, like, stop! So Niles sits on the couch, but he talks to him Frasier, goes, says like that's where I wish I could cry. And he goes, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I've just never been able to cry. Just nothing I do, and then he go, then he lies, then he goes to bed, and then Daphne sneaks in after a date with Eric, and, and she that, seems very happy. And then that helps Mark Niles cry. Yeah, you hear him <clears> weep. <laughs> and then she's spewing the details like to uh, Martin and yeah. Fraser, even though they don't want to hear. Like I'm thinking the three signs of women in love. I can't stop thinking about them. I can't eat, and I bought all new underwear. We really gotta get her a girlfriend to talk to. <laughs> and then apparently Maris is away in Arizona and then uh, when Frieder goes to consider asks him, Oh, she's considered couple therapy Martin to change goes, No, all you need to do is to show her you love her by meeting her dinner and all that. Yeah. And then which Daphne offered to help with. Like you can clearly see like Martin who's been around for a while just saying like you don't need to overthink it, just the yeah, simplest just do it. The simplest like, solution is the easiest or the best or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Daphne goes out and goes, is there any dietary requirements? And he essentially just lists... Everything. Just essentially everything. And the editor goes, did I mention that? Oh, I think that was implied. <laughs> then he, I think it's, it's just the first time you see uh, Niles' house, Niles and Maris' house. I believe it is. The yeah. first, well, it's the first time you see it for any extended period of time in an yeah. episode. Yeah. Lovely house, I always yes. thought. It was in, how it was in Mar- he talked about how he was in Maris' family for years and how he always dreamed of being in a house I mean, in this neighbourhood. I do hope I'm not eating into the show any... Well, too much, but just an off question. If you had to pick, which home do you prefer? What? Fraser's or Niles' home? Probably Fraser's. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I've always preferred Niles' home. Well... I think of Niles, if I was going to choose Niles' home, I'd choose more so his home in the later seasons in the Montana. Montana. Yeah. What more so more so than this home that he has here with Mars? Yeah, but anyhow, we're we're getting off. Yeah, we're digging. Go on. Yeah, but it's it's also a bad storm, and then yeah, before while Daphne right, she soon reveals that uh, Eric broke up with her. He, goes, he said he could focus on me and his music, which I know is a lie. I've heard his music. <laughs> and then suddenly, uh, uh, Mars phones and says she can't make it in because of the storm. Yeah, and. Uh, Niles is very concerned about what's going to happen because he knows Daphne won't be able to make it out of the house at home because of the storm and he's like Maris I really think you should come home yeah it's, it's weird you know because he seems like obviously he has a serious attraction to Daphne mm-hmm. right like a serious infatuation if you will mm-hmm. but at the same time in those early seasons he seems to not want to uh-huh. be unfaithful uh-huh. to his wife uh-huh. you know yeah. he has a serious like 
mm-hmm. emotional pulling, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he is lustful towards Daphne, but emotionally attached towards his uh, wife. It's more of a fear in this region because, like, he, he knows he could do it, but like, he's afraid yeah. of doing that's why he wants Maris there, to, so he can just stop himself. Yeah, well, it's not it's not as much he knows he could, he knows he wants to he, do He knows it. he wants to, that's why he's trying to save himself from himself. Did, I must say, well, as we discussed last episode, mm-hmm. I'm unsure as to Daphne's intentions later in the episode, because she... Yeah, she doesn't really help. and she it, it, help. Get, it gets a lot worse in later episodes, which we'll get to, like... The episode with the ballroom dancing yeah, yeah, episode yeah. that that one that doesn't help either. But great dancing. How, you know, just, it makes you wonder how she can be so oblivious to it half the time. Oh, enough. totally. Uh-huh. As Fraser, oh, we haven't got to that episode yet. Damn, you know Fraser's day off. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, we haven't got. But I won't spoil it. But you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Martin gets off the phone with Daphne saying she's staying over at Nelson's and Fraser's at a Fraser's concerned but he goes, Ah, oh, but he wouldn't do anything with Maris there. Maris isn't there, she has to stay in her God, oh, I gotta get God. down. God like, Oh a vulnerable woman and a man trapped in a I don't know, a rainy mansion overnight. Oh you need someone Shut standing him. across the moor shouting Heathcliff. Heathcliff across the moor. Then Ed, uh, Martin comes with them. Yeah. And they won't end up arguing where to go. Yeah, about what route to take uh, and all that crap. You take da da da. I come in the day and goes. That t- that takes longer in sunshine and in rain. It's faster. Yeah. Oh, you have to get your fancy German tires. <laughs> and I just love about when we finally get where. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you should have gone." Well, same to you. <laughs> and then you see. Uh, Nels isn't helped by what Daphne wears, but she says it's because of the size difference between her and Maris that this is the only thing that fits. But see, it's not that. They sit there and they talk and blah blah blah, but and, she, and... she honestly seems flirtatious with him. She really does. If you watch that episode properly, she seems ever so slightly flirtatious with him. I think she's just slightly more vulnerable because she's, she's just been dumped. Yeah. So I think it comes across as flirtatious. That's what I mean, well, she's just been dumped yeah. and she's sitting there with Niles, who obviously is a very... He's an attractive man by that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not... He's not. I think she just enjoys having company at that yeah. particular part and time, he's, though. he's a very pleasant man to be around as Niles. Mm-hmm. But she does seem flirtatious with him. Yeah. She does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, as you mentioned for context, you mentioned a glockenspiel that they had that hasn't produced music in years. Yeah. Is that how he left it there purposely so that Marcy would remind her of happier times that used to make beautiful music and now it doesn't? How ironic is that? <laughs> and while since so while they're talking and while he's very temp- you can tell more and more how tempted nails is getting like they the fire like the, like the fire has got it with no it's not it's burning with a thousand suns like, burning but, with the heat of a thousand suns but it's down to its last embers then put some wood on it. If, if this don't worry when she when she starts crying when he says it's the last fire but it's mainly about Eric like. Don't worry, there's an antique wood, antique table in there that I've never liked I can throw on. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure it's a reproduction. <laughs> then while they're sitting there talking, they're like, you know, it seems like someone might, just as it seems like something might happen, that music box starts playing. Yeah. And she goes, stop the crane. <laughs> Your glockenspiel is murking again. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't say it with a straight face. Your glockenspiel is sprung to life. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Stop the crane, your glockenspiel is sprung to life. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! How uh, how they got through that with a straight face? Oh fuck knows! Uh, I'm surprised they got through the bit that comes up. Uh, I guess. Oh, and then yeah, that's when uh, he's so happy, and you know he realizes. Yeah. And in that moment, he thinks of Maris, and he realizes 
that he truly loves her and he shouldn't be with Daphne. Yeah, yeah, but then all of a sudden you see <laughs> Fraser run up to the window uh, soaked going, uh, No! I can't, I can't, I But then he quickly realises nothing is going on, but then Daphne... The, the rain, the fire, the nighty! <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> then Daphne yells at him, How dare you! Oh, because he says about how he like saw your face looking at me through the table. And laughing at people wearing white after Labor Day goes, he talking about how he loved her, excruciating face. And how they laugh at white people. I don't think I got that right. It's close enough. Close enough. And he goes, uh, what, I didn't mean to imply anything. What, what did you want to stop us from doing? Uh, stop saying around in the silence. Let's call some music. I love how he walks, he, he comes in to Niall's home, uh-huh. demands the piano, uh-huh. and then sets Daphne to get drinks. Uh-huh. You know, it's not your fucking home. And then Niall's confused really by saying, when he asked him, he's going to be kicking, he goes, yes, my cocking spiel is working. working again. And it's only when, it's when his hair is soaked, you see, it, come, it becomes quite thin, you see how little hair Fraser actually has at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then the post is, they're all having a good time. Yeah, the all... And then there's yeah. Martin behind, banging on the window trying With to get his cane in. again. Yeah. Oh, no. So, were you disappointed when it wasn't the episode you thought it was, or are you happy no, with this no, episode? No, I'm happy, because I, I like both of those episodes. <laughs> but no, I must say, definite, definite thumbs, thumbs up, up from me. I was tempted to give it a thumbs up, I don't know why, but then, obviously, the more we talk about it, and more, yeah. the more that you can, you can read in this episode, oh, you realise how good an episode it is, so oh, yeah, it's a Dr. thumbs Cringe, up. Dr. Cringe, your glockenspiel has sprung to life! Yeah, that, that alone. I think it's could, a thumbs up. That alone, yeah. Fraser? My glockenspiel is working again. In the last couple of double threes we've had, have we ever had two thumbs up? We have not, but do you know what? Double thumbs up. Great yeah. episodes. Absolutely, and I think that's all the time. We both have things we need to be getting on with. We do, but great show, Scott. Yes. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at SPRalling. Get me at Scott Like our Facebook page, please. Facebook.com forward slash Rallin Podcast. You guys, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all good podcasting. So, yes. And... Uh, Remember, with a sore throat, I can send like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. If you're on, if you're on, show, you're on Twitter, please message us if you have any show ideas you'd like to, to talk about. And please just follow. message us if you want to tell us we suck. We don't care. And we'll ignore you or yeah. tell you, no, you suck. Yeah. No, you suck. No, you suck. <laughs> oh, you want a lemon? Oh, you know what? Your team will shake. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But also follow Eat Sleep Super Street, even though they slide me for mentioning a. I mentioned how I t- I tried to defend the Roman Reigns brought like match <laughs> on this show, and how it threw up, it blew back in my face. It threw up. It it was just thrown back in my face. Yeah. And I mentioned that on the show like how I really believed that the match could have been helped when we we're talking about the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns feud. Yeah. And they all like went, oh there they go. Oh. Get me. If you're not trying to throw your phone across the room. Oh, like it. they were all like, oh there he goes, get his plug in. And I'd like, and I'd like to t- like you, you pricks know. I def- I put your show over every fucking week on the show. Do we get anything back? Do we? We never Fuck. do it, and he always fucking does. He always does. And I, n- I never call him on it because I know it's good for him. Yeah. It's good for the show. It's good for all podcasts. And they've got their one year show coming up soon, and they're playing best of bits. And uh, they're including in that compilation my version of the pipe ball, which hands down, even people on that show have said, that's the best moment of that fucking podcast all fucking year I'll have, yeah. you know. And that was because of me. Yeah, and can I just do my usual alcoholic plug of Dragon Soup and Tenant's Lager? No, your usual one is. I know, my uh, usual one's El Rado, but do I have any El Rado? Uh, yeah. You just, you just 
technically plugged that yourself and you don't even drink it. Damn. Yeah, yeah, El Dorado, sorry, 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 and Copperberg. So, sorry for getting a bit of a rant there, but I had a any version of fake bomb again. But, so, but Scott, you got it. But we'll feel better because we're going to play a delightful bit of music. Music is to play us out. And if you take anything away from this show, or everything we've been talking about, everything we've been talking about, please t- remember this. Namounty always gets his man. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm handsome, I'm brave, I'm strong Fight the mountain And I force the law You can try to run But you can never hide The mountain Always gets his back I'm the mountain I'm handsome, I'm brave, I'm strong Try to run, but you can never hide the mountain.